Welcome to episode three. This is such a good topic as a lot of couples end up in the power struggle at some point in their relationship and even on a small scale. So today is definitely worth your your time and worth a listen. So just quickly, here's the disclaimer. This podcast is and this information is for entertainment and educational purposes only and should not be considered advice or mental health advice or physical health care advice of any sort. It is for entertainment purposes only. Okay, now power struggles, they can become such a big thing in relationships. You know, there might be one or two niggly fights, one or two power struggles, and you don't worry about it, but then it builds and it builds and it builds and becomes this big cycle. You, you and your partner get stuck in and you don't know how to get out. And so you can create a parallel relationship within, which means essentially your neighbors passing in the day or night. (laughs) You don't see each other much. You don't speak a lot. You maybe just talk about logistics. You're not affectionate anymore. You live in a parallel relationship or people choose to leave the relationship. Now, I don't want this to be you. So let's get into it. Let's find out what it is and how we can fix it. So why do power struggles occur? Harville Hendricks and Helen Hunt share that power struggles occur because the dream becomes a nightmare. Now, let me explain this. So you all, we always start off, we, we date, we find the perfect guy or girl and we're all starry eyed. It's so romantic. You have so much in common. You're a cocktail of neurochemicals running around in your body right now. And this can last for quite some time. Every single person is different. So you see that you think you're all the same. You've, you know, you've got the same ideas, the same thoughts about the world. You're perfect, right? <laughs> Your new partner is perfect. Then one day the person disagrees with you. And then you start to see the differences between you. You see their shortcomings and their wounds. And all of a sudden that neurochemical cocktail has worn off. And you're seeing all of these things. Things can also change. You know, you stop doing all the small things you once did for each other. You start becoming lazy about pleasing one another. You move away from thinking that your partner will fulfill all of your needs. And this shift in the relationship. So essentially we're shifting from the romantic stage to the power struggle. And when you're shifting from the romantic stage and those neurochemical cocktails is wearing off, it really shifts the way you perceive and the lens that you're looking through. And this is why it's so crucial to understand these phases and understand what's happening in your body at those times because they are powerful. So don't get lured into the idea that, oh, well, they're just chemicals in my body, whatever. No, they are very powerful and they have a dramatic effect on your perception. So let's get on to what happens. So these stages of the power struggle are defined by Elizabeth Huber Ross um, through the grief cycle, right? The grief stages. And Harville Hendricks and Helen Hunt also describe this in their book, which is absolutely amazing. So the stages are shock, denial, anger, bargaining, despair, and acceptance. So let's go through those. So shock. The first stage of the power struggle is shock. You refuse to accept that anything is wrong. No, absolutely not. My relationship is perfect. There's no way. Everything's fine. Everything's still romantic. We're all good. Okay. You're in shock. Second stage is denial. You completely ignore what's going on. Like, yeah, I know we just had a fight about this and just, you know, 
we had that power struggle, but I'm just going to ignore it. You completely ignore it, completely have dissociate from it. It's just not happening, okay? We're all good. Then you get angrier and angrier and angrier as you notice all the evidence suggesting that your relationship or the romantic stage of your relationship is no longer there. It's dead. Then you go to bargaining. You start bargaining with your partner. I'll do this if you do that. I'll do this if you get the washing in, (laughs) right? And you go tit for tat. You create tit for tat agreements. And I mean, if you're business owners creating an agreement together, this works brilliantly. (laughs) If you're lovers, not so much. So you start doing all the bargaining, which doesn't usually help your relationship at all. Then you go to despair and you think there's no way forward. There's nothing else we can do. You start thinking about being with someone else or being with nobody at all. And then you move to acceptance. You accept that you're not going to get the love you want and you remain in the relationship or you leave the relationship. So usually you either remain in the relationship and get some help or you leave altogether. Now, how on earth can you change this? You know, it sounds like a lot, right? What's often happening is you're going into fight and flight during these power struggles or you're triggering each other as well. So you can freeze, you can flee, essentially run right from the situation. Everyone has a different, unique response to it. So it's good to know what your response is to it and then you can address it. So step one is creating awareness between you both. Both of you knowing that you're in the power struggle, both of you understanding that, then deciding to change it and agreeing mutually to a change it. Agreeing that this is what you want. You want to stop the power struggle. You want to get back to being on the same page. You want to get back to that romantic relationship of some sorts. It won't be the same as the start necessarily, but you're going to get back to a deeper, meaningful connection. Okay, that's key. So you really need to do this step. It's tempting to overlook this step because you think, well, declaring this to somebody else, who cares, you know, right? It's important. You need to make that commitment to one another to get past this, okay? And then acknowledging how the other person feels and that there is a power struggle between you both and that you're ready to make the change. So acknowledging how the other person feels is crucial. You really need to hear and understand how the other person's been feeling when you've been fighting or when you've been in this power struggle as that creates empathy and understanding between you both. So that's really first step. Create that empathy, create that understanding between you both. Step two is actually to answer some questions for yourself. So I get a pen and paper because these are really worth writing down. So answering the question, what am I getting from the power struggle? And what are we both getting from continuing the power struggle? Now you'll be saying, I'm not getting anything from it. It feels terrible. But you'll be getting something from it. Whether it's good, bad or ugly, it gives you something. Maybe it gives you the ability to not address something deeper that's going on in your relationship. Maybe it gives you a rush of adrenaline because you're in fight and flight and you're, you know, it's, it's like a threat coming towards you when you're in that power struggle. There is something there that you are getting from it, whether it's good, bad or ugly, and it's worth taking the time to think about it and consider it. The other thing to consider is, do 
these are going to be a little triggering, triggering for some just as a warning, but do you need to always be right? Like, for example, as a kid where you always told you were wrong and so now as an adult you feel the need to always be right? Or do you need to be seen as the expert? As a kid where your ideas always put down, do you feel like you are never listened to, like your ideas or your thoughts or opinions are not valid? When someone feels like that, this will amplify the power struggle. So it's really important to validate one another know what strengths you both bring to the relationship it's crucial to help with this power struggle now step three so is getting on the same page with clear aligned values now the values do not have to be the same in fact it's great when they're different but there's a a specific process that we you go through to make sure that you have stacked the other person's value in your favor. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean that their value supports your values. For example, if their highest priority is making money and your highest priority is having a beautifully kept home, then the way that the person who brings in all the money supports you is you can go buy all those beautiful things to have a beautiful home, right? Now, obviously, that's a simplistic idea but you can apply that to any value you know maybe their highest value is health and them being so onto their health and their fitness motivates inspires you and you might not be so good if you didn't have that there if they didn't already buy those supplements or have those things readily available for you you wouldn't have the energy to do maybe your job or to take care of the kids like you could right so it's about seeing how their values support yours it's not about being the same person (laughs) which i think is a common misconception oh we have we don't have the same values that's it we're not going to work not true okay so you both have clear roles or zones of genius but you need to be able to discuss these okay so you need to have excellent communication for this one so um i'm going to do a whole episode on that that's really a whole other topic because great communication is definitely an art form so I'll save that for another podcast but getting clear is important so when you have an aligned values and roles so I haven't really touched on the roles part so sometimes when the power struggle is really intensified knowing each other's roles and when I mean roles I mean it could be their zone of genius it could be their strengths and then acknowledging that in those areas, those, that person really knows their stuff. And that does not mean that you're, what you think and feel in those areas isn't valid. You absolutely are. And you both need to be able to voice your opinion. But it's going, you know what, let's play to our strengths as a team. That person really knows what they're talking about in that area. Okay. So as a bonus, I really want to go through this because I think it can be an undertone for the power struggle is that typically both people, sometimes one, but often both, really need to be able to express express their true wants, needs and values and have them heard, seen and appreciated. This alone is enough to help really start shifting this power struggle. People want to know that they are heard, seen, valued, and appreciated. So things like saying thank you, things like you mean a lot to me, things like your thoughts are important, things like I cannot believe how smart you are around this topic. You know, like obviously you're more authentic than that. I'm giving you very generic ideas. But being really specific and 
authentic and telling your partner why you value them and why their wants and needs matter to you as well okay when they feel that that's enough to let the walls down often during the power struggle the walls go up with mighty force and we don't want that we want to bring them down okay so we power struggles can occur in different seasons of your relationship and it does not mean at the end of your relationship you can work through it so there are complex nuances to work through with a, with a qualified therapist okay so these are some overarching principles that you can apply some really great questions you can apply to help you work through it but sometimes there are nuances that you really do need to work through with a qualified therapist and honestly this can mean the difference between a loving and happy relationship or a painful one that brings you know discontent and unhappiness and you don't deserve that right so get some support get some help and you can move through this and create a more meaningful, deep, deeper connection because, you know, conflict, disagreements, power struggles, they're all an opportunity for further, deeper connection. And all in all, it's two people who are just wanting their needs met. That's what it boils down to. I know it's a very simplistic idea, but sometimes we overcomplicate it, right? (laughs) So I would love for you to leave me a review review if you got value from this podcast it would mean the world to me Um, drop a comment below that would be so great to have a chat with you Uh, if you'd like any further information you can go to my website laurapresscounseling.com.au there is a blog there with lots of information and other free free things like an ebook and other things you can get as well to help you move your relationship forward thank you so much for today and honestly Choose one thing from this podcast today and go and implement it. Implementation is where it's at. Listening to this is great. Having some understanding is great. But how can you apply this to your relationship?